Well, good morning, Palm Coast, Florida. How we doing out there today? Welcome to On the Green with me, Paul Tretner. I am your longtime resident of Palm Coast since 1990 and 25 years as a PGA member. Uh, hope this finds you all very, very, very well. And happy Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Um, I hope you all didn't talk too much of politics. That's never, never a good uh, ingredient for that. So we start off our show with gratitude, showing some gratitude. We do it every show and hope you guys are grateful for whatever. We pick out three things. So number one, I'm grateful for um, just having a great family. Every year I do Thanksgiving at my house, and we have anywhere from 10 to 15 people over. So uh, so I love having Thanksgiving. It, it's really a time that we, we spend with the family and really enjoy but uh, I want to give a special gratitude, a thank you to my good friend, Rich Smith, who's a head pro, PJ member. And he is friends with William Floyd. And we spent Saturday over at Tallahassee. I went to a Florida State University game against, um, well, I think it was Northern Alabama. And they were down 13 nothing real quick. And everyone in, F- in the stadium was really, really... Uh, worried, but that didn't last too long. Unfortunately, the quarterback had an issue, and that was not good. But I'm very grateful. Thank you, William Floyd. Who is William Floyd? He played for FSU. They won a national championship, and then he played for uh, San Fran 49ers. So um, anyway, Rich is good friends with him, and I want to thank him for that. I'm going to have him on the show, too. So a couple weeks, we're going to have William Floyd on. So if you're an FSU fan and Florida and uh, San Fran you got to tune into that. My third thing I'm grateful for is my two buddies sitting to the left of me here in studio is Mr. Rick Vaders and Mr. Ty Caps. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Paul. Thank you. You got it, man. So just real quick, we're going to uh, Ty Caps is Ty, you are a uh, first off, happy birthday, a little yep. belated. 927, you turned 40 years old, young man. Big 4-0. The big 4-0. Uh, my son is 928, so he's a little bit younger than you. But anyway, happy birthday. And I see you're killing it in the real estate. So Ty is with um, Trademark Realty. Yep. With uh, Mr. Bruce Garrison and Steve Thomas. So you're killing it with that. Congratulations on that. But your main thing, Ty was, is still a hell of a golfer, but played professional. And so we're going to go over that here just in a moment but first uh, i want to introduce rick vaders rick welcome to the show thanks friend. for having me appreciate yeah, it yeah man so rick and i've known each other for many years him and freddie ferrara another good friend i taught freddie back in ocean palm yeah 2000 whatever three four something like that six um it's great to see you i mean i know your aspirations were become a PJ golf professional and yeah. so forth. Mm-hmm. But then you took another route, and that happens quite often. You yeah. know, the golf business is difficult. It's true. You know? Uh, and congratulations. New business. And tell me about your business, man. Yeah, so <clears throat> I always tell people, you know, I, I as far as gratitude, like you were just talking, like, uh, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the game of golf because almost everything I have is because of golf. Uh, the the cool. people I met the, got me into uh, – it, it, it steered me away from being in the golf business, but sure. you know, still very much around it. And um, you know, I, I wouldn't have had those opportunities without the golf business. And so, uh, got me into the mortgage business, and um, I was with the same company, uh, Scott Mulligan, American Home Mortgage, for almost ten years. And uh, yeah. he Good taught guy. me everything. I mean, the greatest guy. And Scott he taught- was great. Where's Scott? 
these days. Yeah, he still owns American Home Mortgage okay. right in Flagler gotcha. Beach. Gotcha. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he, he helped me get into the business. And then when I was ready to open my own thing, he helped me through every step of it. So just just a, a, a great human being changed my life. And, yeah, and, that's and, great. And that, that's, that was based around meeting him at golf. So Yeah, and golf does. We meet so many people. Oh, God, I can go through. I've been in the golf business, you know, almost my whole life. And uh, it's just amazing how many good people we meet and how that those relationships help out and so forth. So uh, we're going to get to your golf in just a little bit. But uh, so, Ty, let's get to a couple things here, man. So you grew up in Colorado. Is yep. this correct? Okay. Yep. How junior golfer were you? What, what age you start golfing and so forth? What, yeah, I uh, played junior golf yeah. in uh, Colorado. Was mm-hmm. was a pretty decent player there. Um, kind of started getting into the game. My dad, my dad played a little bit, um, but I was kind of a baseball family actually. Sure. And I was sitting at one of my uh, brother's baseball games and just getting bored of uh, me not playing, and I was just kind of like, I need to find something else to do besides just sit at the diamond. And so my dad's clubs were in the back of the car, and so I asked him to uh, borrow them, and I went to a local public golf course and uh, did that that weekend and then kind of did it the next weekend. And before I knew it, kind of got the itch and so um, made a deal with my folks uh, in the winter and that uh, that next spring that I was going to shovel driveways all winter and cool. I was going to mow yards in the spring to save up some money to buy a $225 junior membership at the local uh, – kind of muni and i did that and uh ended up going from uh starting off barely able to break you know 100 to within about a year and a half i was shooting in the 70s and then uh became a good uh junior golfer in colorado and then advanced and went to play college golf at university of nebraska which is awesome cornhusker so what age did you start was it middle school grade school yeah it was about uh i I say it was about probably 12 years old when i started awesome so nebraska wow so what in high school obviously you must have been playing good golf you yeah, go to nebraska good, yeah. you're division one man you're 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 striping it qualified two times for the u.s amateur dude yep. that is really really awesome um qualifying is stroke play obviously 18 holes 36 or? holes stroke 36 play same day so in colorado we do day, it all right. in one day right um mm-hmm. both times i qualified kind of did the same thing i don't remember the scores perfectly but yep. i think i shot even par maybe the first round yeah. and was well back of, of the score to qualify. And then both rounds, I shot 65 the second day and, wow. and got through. So um, Oakland Hills in uh, Michigan and Hazeltine in Minnesota. Very cool. Um, match play, obviously, from there, right? Yes. Yep. All match play. Wow. Amazing. Good job on that. Um, yeah, just going through here. I mean, so 2008 to 13. I know. When did you move to Palm Coast? When when was your? Yeah, so I followed my uh, soon to be at that time uh, wife down here. Uh-huh. Um, we both played college golf at Nebraska. That's how I met oh, her. Cool. Uh, okay. She was a very good, very very good college uh, golfer there. She got a job opportunity here in uh, Palm Coast Ormond by, by a local guy in her business, and um, she kind of got started with work. Great place for me. I knew I was going to turn pro, so I moved down here. Kind of got my golf career started, um, played out of Grand Haven Golf Club. Yes. A um, couple of the, the pros there, Dane Winger, was a, a big influence on getting me started. Cool. Um, there I wasn't on the club pro side, but I was a, a playing professional, but I needed a place to obviously play and practice. Sure, so. you got to practice. you got to have a home course that supports you. If you don't have that, 
not easy. Man. Yeah, and so Palm Coast is a great place for it. I mean, we have a lot of good golf here, really good golf. Great golf. And, and so fact, almost all, every time I talk about how grateful we are for the golf courses we have. How many cities have player, Nicholas, Palmer, uh, well, we were going to have a couple. Watson. Watson Conservatory. I mean, we got some great, yeah. great uh, – the Creek course, Reese Jones, yeah. I guess so. Uh, but any, so that's really cool. I didn't know your wife played golf, and yeah. so did Rick. Okay, so your father-in-law, Rick. I know, I know Rick. Did he live here first? Or? Yeah. So okay. McCardle's um, Rick McCardle, pretty well-known golfer for the area. Sure. He, uh, they moved down here in about. I think they moved here 2003. About gotcha. And um, so yeah, I moved down here in 07, and I played. Was fortunate. I got to play ten years of professional golf, or almost ten years of professional golf, and yep. traveled the entire world. Played in close to fifty some odd countries around no the world. No kidding, Ty. That, won a few um, times, and and uh, but it's got a family and kind of moved on from it. Yeah, and that's it's it's people don't realize how difficult it is. Forget about the physical game itself. You got travel. You got lack of family. You have expenses. Ah, it just goes on and on. And uh, so, you know, and what's amazing is, like, so you and I played a couple years ago, and you beat me like a drum. But I wasn't playing that much, but still, no excuses. I'm 15 years your senior. But it's amazing to see the different levels when you get to the PJ Tour. These guys, you guys... For you to win that tournament, we're going to get into that right now. Um, just amazing. I mean, I've played with some really, really good players. And uh, their consistency, they just hit the, every fairway just about. And when they don't hit a fairway, they get up and down or they get out of trouble real good, you know. Uh, take us back to, please. Uh, so in 2014, you joined the Latino America Tour. Is that correct? Yep. Bingo. April 27, 2014, you had an incredible week. Take us back to that. Previous to the first round, how are you feeling? Obviously, your game is in good shape. Mentally, are you good? You're feeling good? Are you, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, I felt pretty good about it. Um, the week before, I actually played pretty solid golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, missed a few putts here and there, but I missed the cut by one. I actually got uh, knocked out uh, mm-hmm. on the cut line by one guy. It was Angel Cabrera that, that knocked me out. So I that was the week before, but I felt solid about my golf game. So uh-huh. I went from Buenos Aires or part of uh, uh, Argentina and, and made the trek up to uh, Uruguay. And I just had like a really peace with me the, the entire week. I, I walked uh, from the hotel to the golf course every day. Um, pretty interesting. The golf course just fit my eye really well. It was an Alistair McKenzie golf course, which is not overly popular. Same guy that designed Augusta National. And there was just a really interesting uh, just feel about the entire place. So right when I stepped on the grounds, I just had a kind of a a positive week, I'd say, and then my game um, was really trending in the right direction. I had played a few good events leading up to that, but um, you know, I, I just kind of started off well right from yeah, the beginning. I, I guess so. So, so Ty wins this tournament. I'm going to get to that. You finished 16 under. Shoot, 66, 67, 68, 71 for 272. That is that is really really good golf, folks. If it's so hard to put two rounds together, let alone four rounds. So that's what's so difficult about about golf. Um, what part, like, so what part of your game during that week do you think really took took the the, the victory? Was it your putter that was really hot? Or? I mean, anytime you win, you got to putt well, right? You got to putt well. Yeah. I was hitting the ball. I would say just unbelievable. 
Yeah. Um, I had guys, you know, I'm, you're traveling or, mm-hmm. when you're traveling internationally, you've got guys that you kind of hang out with quite a bit, other Americans or whatnot. Yes. And there are a couple guys that I was pretty close with that were noticing on the driving range how well I was striking it. And so I had one buddy of mine walk by and he was like, I don't know what's going on, but it's sounding different coming off the club face. Good for you, and so man. I just kind of had that type of week. I, I hit the ball very, very well all week. Yeah. First round, I made a lot of putts that I needed to make. I didn't really miss anything you're supposed to make. You know, you're not supposed to miss. Kind of made everything you're supposed to, um, but just kind of trended the whole week. And I just honestly, it's, it's you know, this is a golf show, but it's um, it truly was one of those weeks where it was just one shot. It was like I just would you know find the ball and I'd hit it as good as I can, and then I'd yeah. walk and hit it as good as I can, and and the next thing you know, you're kind of coming down the stretch, and you know you're leading a golf tournament. So, so I I. I Research a little bit, Ty, and I watched a video that you did afterwards when you won. And I talk about this a lot on the show in regards to after you hit a golf shot, what's your mind thinking about? Most amateurs, unfortunately for them, it's negativity or thinking of the next shot in too much thought process. Tiger Woods and Steve Williams, okay, there's a book, Golfing at the Top with Steve Williams. He talks about when Tiger hits a shot, after he hits a shot, the concentration switch is off. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on at the next shot. You and your caddy talked about Bible uh, verses and so forth. In other words, my point is this. You were very relaxed. Folks, you're going to play your best golf when you're relaxed and when you really try and, you know, because when you're, when you're at peace with yourself, I remember some of the best rounds I, I, I played. It just feels like, you know, you're relaxed. You're not thinking about much. And so I try to relay on this show. Because, hey, we could pick up our phone and pick up every good golf channel instructor in the world right now in five seconds. So it's not, I'm not here, but I want to tie the insights, you know, the, some of the tips that I can give or you give um, that can help the average person and so forth and so on. And it's really being relaxed. I think being relaxed is one of the most critical things in the golf game. Because when your hands are relaxed and your forearms, your arms – and then your shoulders are relaxed, and this allows for a big shoulder turn and being free. So the lesson there is really uh, get be relaxed as much as you can anyway. So um, well, v- very cool. Is there any tip, Ty, that you can give to the folks listening of how to handle pressure and maybe butterflies? We talk about that a little bit. I've, got, I've had juniors here before, you know, and we talk about how to overcome butterflies. Anything you can throw out at, at the folks here? So I've got an eight-year-old daughter about to be nine, and she gets nervous about everything. And okay. uh, whether it's a spelling bee or uh, taking her out to the golf course, whatever, and she always says that, you know, it's, I, I tell her, I'm like, well, those are just butterflies in your stomach. That's a good thing. And so I think one, one part is if you do have those feelings uh, and, and you're under the gun or, or you're, whether or not you're playing a match at your home club or you're playing in a member guest or or you're playing in a tour event and come down the stretch to, to win an event is you kind of have to uh, relish that opportunity. You kind of have yes. to, to say, okay, I've got these nerves for a reason, right? And uh, not, not get scared by it, but, but accept it. And then the other thing is, and, and Rick and I were in a Bible study this morning, we were talking about it, that at the end of the day, um, while it does matter, it's not the end of the world, you know? And so I think that when I did win in 2014, um, for whatever reason that week, I was not as concerned with the failure as I was excited about the possible of success. So, um, you know, you get really caught up on, oh my gosh, if I miss this, the what's going to happen rather than, you know, 
I'm going to give it my best effort. And if it goes in, great. And if it doesn't, well, that's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. That is the best. I'm telling you, that is such good advice. And Tiger used the word accept butterflies. I remember Tiger doing an interview. and Because he gets t- – Tiger gets nervous on every tournament, he said. Every first tee, he's nervous. And you, if you accept him and say, this is great, I'm proud to be here, this is what it's all about, you accept it. And it's, it's easier on the body instead of trying to defend it or, or get it away. Excellent advice. Really, really, that's cool. And congrats to your daughter. I seen on Facebook, by the way. Yeah. She's playing a little golf. That's awesome. Um, well, cool. Look, we got to take a little break, man. We, so stay right there. Don't anyone go anywhere. We're coming back with uh, Ty Caps and Rick Vaders. Want to flex your golf skills but don't have the time for a full 18 holes? Head on down to the Palm Harbor Golf Club. You can hit up our driving range with a bucket of balls for a long-distance workout or head over to our putting green to work on your short game. Either way, you're going to get in a great game of golf. For more information or to book a tee time, visit us at palmharborgolfclub.com or give us a call at 386-986-4653. That's 386-986-GOLF. Welcome back to On the Green with Paul Tretner. Two of my friends, Rick Vaders to my left and Ty Caps. Uh, so, Rick, Ty, we've talked about you a lot, and we're going to come back to your three-hole playoff to win the tournament, and we're going to end with that. But, Rick, so you grew up in Key West, is that correct? I did, yeah. Uh, How for, cool is that? Yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was, yeah. My, my, so I, I actually spent, like, the first 14 years of my life in Philly, and then we moved Sorry. To, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Congrats, it, Philly, on winning Monday night. Yeah. Great and, win last night yeah. against KC. And Sorry. then, uh, yeah, we my my parents were the people that went on a cruise to Key West, and we were like, we're going to move here. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I just, wish, Damn, I wish my dad did that, but no. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool yeah. as heck. And, uh, golf? Did you play golf down there? Yeah, so I mm-hmm. got into golf uh, young with my grandfather. Cool. Right? So just driving range, you know, stuff like that when I was, when I was young. So not, right. not totally into it, but not away from it, you know? Right. And, uh, I played a lot of other sports and then, sure. uh, in Key West, uh, I started there in 10th grade and I, uh, I just got into golf and I, sure. I think for three years straight, I didn't miss one day and golf uh, courses down in Key West. I'm yeah. not real. There's one, right? Yeah. Key but West golf club, Key West golf club, public. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it is. Yep. Yeah. Public with and they, it, I guess they call it semi. They sell, they say, they sell local memberships. Sure. Mm-hmm. No um, doubt, but yeah, just uh, a sixty five hundred yard course, and you know they cram a lot of golf into a sure. small area, and it's uh, have fun. It's uh, I, I love it. Yeah, cool. Freddie Ferrara and you just went up to Prince Edward Island. Yep. My mom is from Newfoundland, oh, wow. so I'm a goofy Newfy half <laughs> anyway. And my aunt Jen used to live on PEI. Been there as a kid. Wasn't playing any golf at all, but. What an amazing resort up there! Yeah, uh, how many holes? Thirty six. Yeah, thirty six yep. holes. Yep, thirty six, and uh-huh. and then they have a short course. You know, now a lot of these places are doing this now. Yes, it's, it's for me. I, I think it's fantastic for the game of golf. I mean, you see people that are ninety years old, and you see people that are five years old on the same right. golf course. I love that. No, and, it's really cool to see these short courses. A lot of them are are, are doing that, and it's really. Uh, the, it's really helping out the short game and so forth. But uh, how long were you all up there in PEI? Quick. I mean, a couple days. Way too short. Yeah. Like, we were at yeah. the resort for probably only two days. So. Uh, okay. Yeah. And <clears> that's but, boom, but boom. Cabot Cliffs, I mean, the Lynx is fantastic, but Cabot Cliffs is one of the best places I've ever been. And it's, cool. it's, 
it's an insane experience that everybody should probably do. Yeah. And it's, you know, far away. Prince Edward Island by Nova Scotia. So it's up there. You know it, what I mean? It, yeah. Yeah. Um, so cool. What you moved to Flagler Beach? What age were you then? What, yeah, what two thousand nine. As soon as I as oh. soon as I graduated high school, we came up to Flagler, uh, Palm Coast. And, Your whole uh, family, mom, dad, and all that. Yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. so we we came up here. My grandparents were here, so mm-hmm. we just kind of migrated here. And cool. Um, I, you know, I started working at Palm Harbor right when it reopened. And yeah. Um, that's yeah. when I met you, exactly. And Rick, yeah. I helped you guys out a little bit with your game, you know, and. Uh, that's really cool. And then obviously um, – So when we passed – actually, I'm going to tell a story right quick. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah. yeah. So when we passed our PAT, you know, it's cool. You pass your PAT, you become a, you know, PJ, you know, yes. pro and you're working through everything. But, you know, <clears throat> within that, you call yourself – you don't really know how to be a golf pro. And you may not remember this, but you took Freddie and I a couple times and actually let, let us sit in on your lessons – Cool. No, I don't remember that. Yeah, it was it was like one or two, but the fact that you were so willing to do that was really cool and 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 help a younger generation on how to give a golf lesson yeah. because that just because you could shoot a couple right. rounds in the seventies doesn't right. mean you know how to give a golf lesson. So. And you learn. I mean, when I first started teaching at Cypress in ninety one, I think was my first kind of my clinic and 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 lessons. And you know, after. It's when I was at Ocean Palm. So when you're a golf professional heading up a, a you know a golf course, you got a lot of hats. You wear so many different jobs, and teaching unfortunately is not one of the the, yeah. the you know most thing you do. So when I was at Ocean Palm teaching full time, that's when I really learned yeah. how to to get people to understand the golf swing and so forth. So that's really cool. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, I appreciate that. I never forgot it, so I appreciate you. That's cool. Uh, Ty, going back to your win, buddy, which is just incredible. Um, so you you tied. So on the 18th hole, did you? Bur- I think you birdied the 18th to get into the playoff, or no? I, no, not- I actually. So I was leading pretty easily, yeah. And um, I didn't know where I was at. My uh-huh. caddy uh, thought it was a good idea for me not to know. <laughs> in yeah. hindsight, I wish I would have known, uh-huh. but um, yeah. I heard somebody in the crowd. In kind of broken Spanish, but I heard somebody in the crowd mention that the scoring record was 18 under par. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yeah, I need to birdie a couple holes coming in because I was kind of, you know, feeling like that was important to hold a scoring record, which doesn't matter. And, but still, uh, it gave you a goal, you know what I mean? It gave you a goal. It gave you something I, to work towards there. And then I bogeyed two of my last three holes to <laughs> fall into a playoff. So. <laughs> you know, we could laugh at it now because you took the W. That's right. So you tee up with three guys. Let me ask you a question. Do you still talk to any of the players? So what? The, yeah. So the guy did, that I yeah. ended up beating, he uh-huh. gave me a hard time. For, he's an Argentinian guy, uh-huh. uh, really nice kid. He lives down in Orlando. Right. Very good player. He's still out there playing. He's um, done pretty well. He's bounced around uh, the Corn Ferry Tour and um, yeah. and you know some other uh, global tours. But yeah, I mean, I, I'd stay in pretty good touch with a handful of guys. It's kind of funny that uh, obviously my career uh, stopped and I played after this win. Um, my world golf ranking was high enough that I got opportunities to play in some other places around the world. But, um, you know, when I decided to uh, give it up and, and enter the real estate business, um, my wife and I will sit there on, you know, Sunday afternoon and watch the PGA Tour and we'll go down the leaderboard and she'll constantly be like, Oh, there's uh yeah. you know, so-and-so and there's another guy. And it's right. oh, you used to play with him. And right. so it's, it's, uh, it's exciting that I was that close to, to being on the, the big, big stage, but also a little bit frustrating that, you know, it was like, it was, you know, the margins paper thin, right? So paper thin, um, we were just taught, well, we just mentioned it earlier, you know, and, uh, you know, you got two different lifestyles. You got the PJ tour. I mean, don't get me wrong. You still have family on a PJ tour, but you know, 
I, I, you know, kudos to you for making a decision and doing it. It's not easy. Yeah. Folks, it's it's not easy when you're playing good and you feel like you can make your dream because that's probably, you know, it's been a dream for all of us. If when you get into golf business, you want to make the PGA tour, that's usually how it is. So, but it's been kind of cool. I mean, since, since, uh, you know, stopping my professional career, I regained my amateur status, which yes. took two years to get my amateur status back. Yes. I had to kind of sit out for a while, and I got that back in 2020, which wasn't a great year to get it back because of COVID. You know, sure. I, I, basically all amateur golf was not happening. And um, But then, you know, I've, I'm still pretty competitive. Um, I've, I've played in a handful of amateur events and been fortunate enough that um, recently have won, won three state State amateur event, so it's been, been a lot of fun. really good. In fact, yeah. I was doing it. You you won. Uh, let's see here. Last year, December 9th and tenth, with uh, Gullickson, a, a young man from from yeah. Riviera. Uh, yeah. I just talked about the Riv. We played in a tournament over there for uh, last last week, and uh, great little golf course. You, y'all played the Riv. Oh, that's amazing. Love the Riv. Um, everyone does. If if you haven't played the Riviera Country Club, if you're listening. Do yourself a favor. Go down and see Eric Myers down there. But anyway, no, you 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 captured that nice foursome championship. And um, being an amateur has a lot of um, clout. You know, you know, a lot of people think pro is the best. Look, there's so many great amateurs out there. Yeah. Arguably, there's some better amateurs than pros. So, um, and that's really cool. I'm so glad you're still playing, Ty, and continue to play, man. I mean, because. There's after 50, you never know, man. <laughs> and you're almost there. you got 10 years left, so uh, that's cool. A uh, couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, just a quick congrats to a few players out there. Congrats to Amy Yang. She won the LPGA season finale. She won $2 million bucks. That's one of the largest um, purses on the PGA Tour, I think. Um, she birdied the last two holes to win. So, uh, How about this guy? Do you see this? Uh, Aberg... Uh, Lud, Ludig, he shot 61, Ty. Great player. 61-61, Saturday and Sunday. Folks, 61. That is deep. That's 11 under, give or take. And uh, it's just amazing, amazing ability to do that. So congratulations to him. Really, really cool. Uh, so we got just a couple minutes left, guys. We're going to finish off with a couple things. Um, the T- TG- I'm curious what you guys think of this Tiger Woods and Rory with the T- TGL uh, the indoor arena, did y- y'all think, I guess the roof collapsed or something did, down yeah. here in West Palm, so it's it's pushed back. Yeah. Your feelings on that? I guess it's something new. Let's see what it does. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know about it. We'll you see. Know, I, I, everybody, I, I don't think it hurts. You know, it doesn't hurt. Because the PGA Tour has their traditions, and, yeah. and I, I enjoy it. And, yeah. You know, to sprinkle this stuff in and... You know, just like the Netflix Cup and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 another. It's just, hopefully, they're grabbing another audience. Exactly. There you go, Rick. So, well, cool. Look, I really appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much. And you guys got to come on again for me. Would you do that for me, Ty? Yeah, thanks. For all right, us. we're definitely going to uh, get a match together at Plantation Bay. Real quick to finish off, Plantation Bay, folks. Beautiful. They got a great new young membership. If you're under 45 and you want to play some good golf, uh, Plantation Bay's got a real good membership. Got a new clubhouse going in. So um, anyway, thank you all for listening and tuning in. We really appreciate it. And Ty, Rick, thank you again. Thank you. Y'all have a great week. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week. Keep it in the short grass.